1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have one of my heroes of thyroid health here, Janie Bothorp. She started an entire patient-to-patient revolution called Stop the Thyroid Madness many years ago. You can go to that website as well. It's one of the best websites, actually the best website for thyroid information, and also a book by the same name. She's a three-, four-time author now, um, and we'll put all of the links to connect with her books in the show notes. But welcome to the show, Janie Bothorp.
2: Oh, thank you, El. I'm so glad to be here and have a lot to tell you.
1: Yeah. So, for those that don't know, Janie really helped me save my own life back in like 2005. Uh, before she published the book and had the website, she started a natural thyroid hormones Yahoo group that was a patient to patient sort of peer help for for just you know people left in the dust like doc- with by doctors like me, and. For those of us who don't know your story, tell us, how did you get into that? Because you were left in the dust for years, and then you figured it out. So give us your journey.
2: Boy, you said it right. And we can add, I was left in the dark, too, because um, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and many years ago, and they put me on the typical T4-only meds. It was um, first Synthroid and later Levoxyl. I never got better. Um Never. I still continue to have problems. Um, I, I tried to keep living. I was a mother with children, and I still tried to do everything, but I had great limitations. Um, that's why they even changed me to Lavoxel to see if the problem was synthoid. Um, I got worse and worse and worse, and that was nearly 20 years. I finally got so bad. Um, And they always said it wasn't my thyroid. I got so bad that I was going to be forced to apply for Social Security Disability because I couldn't even leave the house anymore um, without just crashing. Um, And they were were my symptoms. You know, sometimes we have individual things, but it was pretty awful. And uh, those last few years, I just went from doctor to doctor. What is wrong with me? What is it? I had a muscle biopsy in my left bicep. I had very painful tests. I thought it must be something like glycogen storage disease. It must be this. I named all these weird things. And those tests were painful. Um, and they never came up with anything. So I, Janie was forced to find out myself, what choice did I have? Um, I even sent letters or back then, early emails to uh, uh, medical school students telling them what was going on, what do you think? Well, they didn't really get it, but it was, it was a good exercise. <laughs> so um, I found out on my own that there always was a different thyroid medication, and we're going to have to talk about that later. It was called natural desiccated thyroid, and I thought, uh-huh. You know, because that's the only thing that was wrong with me. I had hypothyroidism. So I found one natural uh, NP doctor to put me on it. Um, but I could tell it wasn't work I needed to raise. Had to find another uh, NP to let me raise it. And I pretty much did it on my own. I, I just raised it the best I knew how. My life made a complete turnaround. So uh, to summarize, I was rec- I was mad. I was angry. Uh, That I went 20 years with doctors saying, oh, it's not your thyroid. You're adequately treated. Um, I wasn't. Nobody told me about desiccated thyroid. Nobody told me you don't go by the TSH. So I started a movement. I, I first started a Yahoo group. And I said, we need to talk. And you can see what has happened. I've got a big website, books, changing people's lives the best I can. And
1: you're amazing. And if anyone's heard me on this show interviewed elsewhere, I always recommend Janie's book. She really helped me save my life twice. Uh, She was also the person who I called when I didn't know what was happening to me with my second bout of hypothyroidism. And she nailed it and said, you know what, I suspect you have a reverse T3 problem. And she was right. So uh, yeah, your work is amazing. And honestly, obviously, you know, I've been such a fan of yours for years. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the desiccated. You did mention, Briefly, here in that story, that you had to find a non, another doctor to help you raise it. Um, this is such a problem, and probably because of the TSH, it's such a false fear to have a suppressed TSH. Um, that's such a problem. Someone will get on a dose, they'll start to feel a little bit better, but they need to go that extra mile there and up it a little bit. Maybe even it's maybe it's even only like half a grain, and the doctors freak out. So Tell us that that's so prevalent isn't it? It's like you can go on thyroid hormone and find someone to prescribe you natural desiccated or a t four t three combo, but then they don't know how to dose you and manage it
2: yeah and and here, here I am um, i've been collecting patient experiences and wisdom for seventeen years. Um, and that is one of the things we learned early on, among others, that we just can't stay on a low dose. It doesn't work that way. That w- we found out through that first group that I started repeatedly, we found out we got to raise and we got to raise again. And where do we raise to? Well, we also answered that by repeated experiences that we have to be optimal. Now, optimal is not just about feeling good because we found out you can feel good and not be optimal. And it backfires. It's not enough for your daily, weekly, or monthly needs. We have to be optimal. So we found out that we've got to raise until our free T3, not total, free T3 lab result is at the top part of the range. I didn't say an exact number, but the top part, along with a mid-range free T4 or just slightly above that. Both of them. That is what we didn't lose. Well, we saw a problem, and it's still here today. <laughs> that doctors are not trained in the use of a T3-containing med. Um, you know, we pr- promote natural desiccated thyroid as patients. We are also now having to look into T4 T3, which some people have already been on. We have to look at natural thyroid supplement, but we got to be optimal. But they're scared to death. They don't understand it. And the second problem is. It's natural and normal for your TSH to go very low, if not below range, when you have T3 in your treatment. And it's a fight.
1: Yeah, and for the audience, I always keep this part of my book that my doctor says, like on hand to email to people when their doctors give them the beef about, oh my gosh, you're you're hyper because your TSH is 0.01. And, you know, Dr. Forsman on my book described it as this. Back 40 years ago, when people had thyroid nodules, they did a terrible experiment and a protocol that they don't do anymore, where they would jam the patient with T4, essentially making them hyperthyroid on T4 by suppressing their TSH, and then the nodules went away a little bit, but they saw that these people had heart issues and bone density issues, and then they claimed, oh, therefore, concluding a suppressed TSH equals these problems. That is so debunked, it's not true. In fact, in all of the doctors I talk to who are informed, their are patients that have the suppressed Suppressed TSHs and are on NDT have some of the best bone density scores. So this is a false fear. If you have a doctor afraid of a suppressed TSH while you're on a T3-containing med, you are with an uninformed doctor and you need to run because they will keep you sick because they're going to try to you know lower your medication to get the TSH up and it makes no sense. Um, one of the other scary things, and this happened to me, and it's very real, and I would love you to explain this to our audience um, about T3 pooling, you know, and this, this happened to me where I guess I'll start off with saying your T3 might look kind of good, but it's not, you're still suffering. Can you explain this conundrum?
2: Yes, this is one of many things that we saw as patient. Now remember that I created Stop the Thyroid Madness to be patient to patient experiences and wisdom. That's what it's about. And we started seeing this really often that some people, excuse me would have a free t3 that was at the top part of the range but they still had problems or some of them would be above range a lot of them go way above range and many years ago we named that pooling it's like it's gathering really high but guess what it's not going to the cells it's a real live phenomena that we can prove now for all these years i think we started seeing it by the second year, I can't remember. So at least 16 years ago, yep. we saw that. And what does that point to you've got an adrenal problem?
1: Yeah, so I, I love this. Because by the way, Janie's books and all of her research has so much great in depth adrenal stuff. You're you are really the go to person for it. Explain how the adrenals are affecting T3 pooling. And essentially, I guess I describe it in my book where it's like just driving around the office building and never punching into work. You know what I mean? So yeah. so what what's going on there with adrenals that is antagonistic to T3 getting into my cells and actually making me unhypo.
2: Well, let's make it simple for people who don't understand biology that um, cortisol interacts with your blood sugar levels, and that in turn allows T3 to get to your cells. So um, if you have a, a, let's say, a low cortisol, if you don't have enough, for example, that T3 cannot get to your cells. Now, we've even seen this happen uh, with the minority with high cortisol. We think it's because it, it's bound. And most of it is bound when it's high, so it's it's still not going to help T3 get to the cells. So um, if you find yourself with a with a top of the range. Free T3, yet you're still hypo, hypothyroid, um, or you have way above range, which is more common, um, and and you're pooling, and you don't, and you're not doing well. Um, you need to look at your adrenals. You need to do a 24-hour adrenal saliva test. If you want to find it easy, you can go to the Stem website, and the page is called Recommended lab work. There's a dash. Scroll down to my med lab. They have a really good one. You need to find out what kind of adrenal problem you have. Um, And then you need to compare it to the lab values page on STEM. That's where we fall when we're optimal. And then you need to treat it. And that's where chapter five and six in the updated revision STEM book is your book.
1: Yeah, extensive adrenal information, and there's so many ways that people have treated their adrenals. Sometimes they can do it through an herbal formula and change some lifestyle things. Sometimes they need ACE, right, adrenal cortex extract, Uh, and then sometimes it has to go real serious and HC. Can you talk to us about these varying levels and what you've seen with patients?
2: Yeah, that's another thing we started seeing really early, early on, and it was repeated throughout the years, that when you do a saliva test... There are some people, and we're talking about three, uh, three or four in a row, who just have moderately low. Now, remember, you got to compare the results to the lab values page to know that. Well, moderately low, pretty much uh, uh, patients can treat that with over-the-counter adrenal cortex, and I explain how patients learn to do that in chapter six of the updated revision. Now, there are also many of them are working with doctors. I don't want to imply do it yourself. Um, some people feel like they first to, but see if you can find a doctor to work with you as you're following what we've learned. Well, then those who did A uh, saliva test, by the way, we don't do blood. Um, Too much of it is bound. It doesn't doesn't tell us enough. We do saliva, um, and they were really low in the range. You know, they might be the bottom quarter. Well, we did learn by our experiences that those kind of people are going to need the strength of prescription hydrocortisone. You would think that if they just use more um, uh, over-the-counter adrenal cortex, it would work. Well, it doesn't. It's just not strong enough. So and and I want to add there are also saliva results that might be low, low, high, high, or vice versa. Well, those kind of results are lowering the are about lowering those highs, and sometimes you have to treat the lows, but again, more details in chapter six
1: now you know it's interesting, and I learned this from you way back when, which was. You know, when people sometimes are in this scenario, it might take them forever to get out of bed. They're exhausted all day, but they feel this like surge of energy past 6 p.m. And then they're dealing with insomnia. When I was hypothyroid, I could sleep all the time. Like I never had a problem sleeping, but there are other people that have the, because it, it, the adrenals get wonky and then they sort of have high nighttime cortisol. So it can be sort of all over the place. It doesn't have to be just kind of dead the whole day. Right. And that's the importance Correct. of getting the 24 hour. I'd love you to get into that a little bit more.
2: Well, just like I said, you know, in the early years, we were learning and we were experimenting. That's when I had the Yahoo group, which, by the way, I still have. But that's the group we were talking and talking and experimenting. People wanted to experiment because we knew our doctors didn't get it. Um, And and we also – did both blood and saliva because back then all we saw was blood, but we were hearing about something called saliva testing. And saliva testing is supposed to measure your unbound cortisol. And we just read about all that and saw the value. Then we started trying it. Oh my God, saliva testing was the right way to go because we're doing it four times a day and it was showing what is available for use, whereas blood does not. And usually blood is just once a day. So we learned early on, it's about saliva. It's not about blood. So now I have a page on Sten called uh, Saliva Cortisol.
1: Yeah, boy, I'm I'm dating myself because I remember back then doing it for the first time and it was only like one place. It was like the Canary Club or like, I forgot what like outfit it was, but it was just like, you really couldn't find them except for uh, uh, one place. Now they're everywhere. But I remember that being so important back then. And I think it's good to do for anyone if you're feeling maybe not necessarily even hypothyroid system s- symptoms but you're you're running low on energy et cetera maybe just lifestyle factors have been rough lately It's always good to start with an ad- adrenal test and you know you might need to support yourself there and get some sleep and see if things correct it from there so it, it's great for everybody, not even people uh suffering with hypothyroidism in Let's talk about the pooling thing. I want to get back to that for a minute and ask you, and and to clarify, I guess, when you say pooling with the high up there, you're not talking about a reverse T3 issue kind of maybe, quote, pooling situation. You're just talking about in the absence of excess reverse T3, it's still just not getting where it needs to go. I just want to clarify that. Correct. Okay. Okay. you have seventeen years millions by now uh patients thousands you've dealt with directly. We're still dealing with uninformed doctors. It's getting better. The information's out there. There's now podcasts. I mean, look, Janie, back when I contacted your Yahoo group, I mean, there was nothing online, you know? And right. and so it's so great for people listening. Get out there. Go to Facebook. Look at Janie's post. Go to Stop the Thyroid Madness website. And I just want to clarify, when Janie says STM, S-T-T-M, that stands for com. So we're just short ordering. Uh, I didn't want anyone to be confused out there when we, we said that. What... What to you? You know, it's interesting because you're the one that pointed out to me that I might have a reverse T3 problem. And I did. Um, And doctors were so frightened. By the way, audience, both Janie and I, and we're not suggesting it, but we did have to do it on our own until we eventually found doctors to, to work with us. They were so scared of T3. I had so many people tell me I was going to kill myself and give myself a heart attack. I was told, yeah, I know. I mean, I was like, it was just unbelievable. I even had one doctor tell me that she already felt I was overstimulated because of the way that I spoke. And I was like, oh, have we met? Like, I've been a fast talker. (laughs) I've been a fast talker since, you know, 1973. (laughs) Yeah, since I was born. So it's just very interesting. Like, Like, that's a diagnostic. So you come across this and- what you've really been able to part on me and everyone else, and you know I'm paying it forward, is patient advocacy, patient to patient, but also we have to learn this stuff. You can't get away with it. I know you have had clients like I have where they may even find a good doctor. They're They're using your coaching to kind of help them with their doctor, but they still are reluctant to learn it. And please tell us why this is so important that everybody, even if you have a great doctor, why you have to get into this deep.
2: Yeah, I mean, this this is uh, sometimes a hard pill for some patients to swallow. Um, They get defensive about it. But the fact is you will not get well if you put all your apples in the doctor's cart. Now, granted, we do see because of stop of thyroid madness, there are more doctors today that get some of this. They really do. They're willing to put you on a T3-containing med. Um, They have slight knowledge about the TSH is going to go low. But then even the best doctors may not get, oh, you got to be optimal with iron. Or they definitely may not get how to treat a cortisol problem. So you have to be informed. And first, I started with the Facebook page, but I recognized, excuse me, the website. But I recognized that people need more. They need something in their hand. They were telling me that. I want a book. Uh, So I saw that there was also a need for a book because they also can take that in the doctor's office. So you have to be willing to read the information. You can use a highlighter. You can bookmark the page. Or if you have terrible brain fog, get somebody else to read it with you. Get them to teach you. Get them to go in the doctor's office because even though you may not like it, You're not going to get well if you're not proactive and get really informed and see, can I influence my doctor based on what I've learned? If you can't, you need to fire him and get a better one.
1: Yeah, and I really, really had to learn this extra lesson. (laughs) Uh, I thought I was done the first time when I went on NDT, and then I was smooth sailing, and I'm like, oh, thank God this nightmare is over. And then the nightmare restarted. (laughs) And um, I was so confused that I was on thyroid hormone and having these horrific hyposymptoms, it didn't match up to me at the time until, of course, I called you and you were like, I think this is your problem. With T3 only especially, but even with NDT, well, let's talk about T3 only first. Um, especially in this case, if you can get a doctor, right, to like be willing to work with you and let you practice medicine along with them, and let's say they give you uh five micrograms times fives a day, meaning there's like, you know, five pills per you per day, if you wanted it, let's say, and to let uh-huh. you kind of build, because I guess where I'm going is the doctor, especially in a T3 dosing situation, T3 only, they're not there with you every day. You can't take a blood test. It's not even about blood test at that point. It's, it's, it's biohacking on a deep intuitive level, and you have to have books and information around or a coach to understand what to do because you can't call your doctor every five days and ask questions about this. Same with NDT, and I really want to get this message out there, which again, your original message, which is patients and doctors are making the biggest mistake with NDT or T4-T3 combo by not upping in a timely manner. How many times does someone take an entry-level dose? Maybe it's 60 or even 30 milligrams of Armour or NDT. And then the doctor's like, see you in a few months. Can you explain why this is just, I, I, because it's something that patients have to adamantly press their doctors to come back every three weeks, maybe, or every four weeks, which is not usually what they want. Can you explain why this is so important?
2: Well, first of all, I want to tell you this, um, you will feel better on a T3 containing med, whether it's T3 only, T4, T3, natural thyroid supplements, et cetera, before you're optimal. And a lot of, it's really not just about the doctor. It's about you because a lot of patients get to where they feel better. They've been raising it. I feel better. And they stop and they think that's it. They're where they need to be. They've arrived. Nope doesn't work that way. I I used to say in the first book, it's based on how you feel, but we had gained more knowledge since then. It's not just how you feel. It's where your freeze are. You see, when you feel good, yeah, your body's going, yay, I'm finally getting the T3 I need. I feel so much better, but that doesn't mean it's going to last, that it's not going to last week to week, month to month, and sometimes year to year. You're going to use it up. And so the way not to use it up, we learned, is to get the free T3 to the top part of the range and the free T4 right around mid-range. And it might be slightly higher than mid-range, but right there, both of them. Then we noticed once we got there, even though we felt good when it was lower, we're not losing it anymore. Everybody's going to, it's going to backfire on everybody. And by the way, with a T3-containing product, we really need to raise, like if it's straight T3. We are safe to raise approximately every week. It's that fast acting. We can raise again. We can raise again. Then there's going to have to come a point before you get too high that you need to test. With NDT, um, it was always about every two weeks we were going up by half a grain. Based on observations, we said, okay, when most people get somewhere in the two-grain area, time to retest. And you want to wait a couple weeks to give the T4 time to convert – Then test, and then quit. quit, uh, Keep tweaking until you're optimal.
1: This is so important to what you said about the blood tests, and while we 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 both have said the same information, because it's just on paper with all of the people that are optimized, it turns out. And again, this is not for people to target. Although you would say, yes, please use it as a guideline. When you look at someone who's optimized an NTD and they're doing great, it's usually a suppressed TSH of 0.01, the T4 is in the mid-range, a little bit above, and the free T3 is towards the top of the range. It just right. is classic. And it's funny because you would want to just present all this evidence to these dummy doctors and go, yeah, you see a pattern here, <laughs> you see a trend happening here, Uh it's it's just, it's really amazing how classic that profile is
2: when you're optimized. Right. It's across the board. So
1: I wanted to get uh, into NDT a little bit. Uh, hmm. All right. So, you know, and I, any, okay, anyone can, you know, just like Wikipedia this, but for a brief tutorial, you know, back in the 1800s, an English physician found out that people with goiters, right? He extracted sheep extract, injected them. They got better. Thus came natural desiccated pig thyroid gland. Was doing great for many, many years until the 50s when the drug companies could not patent it. So they came up with T4, synthroid. Endocrinologists became synthroid Nazis. People got taken off NDT. And then there was this resurgence, probably a few years before you got into the game. So maybe 20 years ago. And I mean, you really spawned it um, for sure. And so- NDT is so optimal because it's T4 and T3. And even in, you know, in your bio about you, if you look up Janie, your doctors back then were solely having you rely on conversion alone. That's not even endocrine mimicry. No. And so I would love you to talk about that concept, about about why T4 only often fails people because of this, but also why this was perhaps your problem then.
2: Well, When you understand biology, a healthy thyroid is producing five hormones. It's not producing just T4. You've got T4, which is a storage hormone, and it's meant to convert to T3, but a healthy thyroid also gives you some direct T3. It doesn't force you to live for T4 alone. So common, and there's also T2, T1, and calcitonin. Um, So, you know, common sense was telling us when we weren't doing well, forcing our body to live for conversion alone, why weren't we doing well? Because we're not getting direct T3 the way a healthy thyroid means for you to get. So it was just common sense when we were looking it over, this isn't working. So when we y'all started switching. Now at the time, most of us were switching to NDT, natural desiccated thyroid. Today, it's going to be a little different. When we were getting some of that direct T3, we proved common sense. We did better.
1: It's it's just amazing too. You do not have to be an MD to look at the feedback loop, understand how it works and say, Mm T4 only treatment is the most illogical first order of business I've ever effing seen. Like I, right. I it, it's just so plain obvious, and this is so clear when I speak and you speak, and hope the audience is getting that. When you look at that feedback loop and you look at how much is dispensed, it, it makes no sense that you should have to rely on conversion alone. So if someone suggests that you go on synthroid or levothyroxine T four only right away, I would rethink it. I think a T four T three combo, in my opinion, is the best. I am assuming you feel the same way. Let's get into medication right now because there's been some problem, and then we'll come to uh, some problems lately. So. NDT has been blamed in the past for being unstable, which it's not. Yeah. However, the pharmaceutical companies over the years have pulled some moves with the way they formulate it that have really effed with patients. Um, so I know Armour did it at one point, and then doctors said, "You know what? We don't like that. That left a bad taste in our mouth, figuratively and literally." So we're going to go with Nature Throid. Then there's WP. There's a cell. There's a bunch of different NDTs. Canada Irfa. But let's talk about the problem with, uh, is it a seller right now particularly, but all of them and give us, give us that tutorial because this is important for people to know because it used to be maybe a first choice and now it might be a maybe.
2: That's correct. Um, understand that there are some of us who've been on NDT a long time. We have a perspective that if you're new to NDT, natural desiccated thyroid, you don't have. And for example, I've been on, I was on desiccated thyroid, still am for a little while, um, for 17, let's see, 2000, yeah, 17 years, almost gaining on 18 years. Um, and there are others like me there. I wasn't the only one that found out about it in 2002. And fe- people found out in 03, 04, 05. We've been on it a long time. And when we were all getting on it, NDT was a very consistent and excellent product. It didn't change. We felt wonderful if we got optimal we all experience that well one of the NDTs which I was on and many were on that's why I have a page called armor versus other brands <laughs> I use the word armor because that used to be the main one in spite of nature throid well something happened to armor uh, the first change happened in 2009 another chain and people and what I'm saying is patients who had been doing wonderful saw a miserable return of their hypothyroidism. A second change came in 2015 when it was bought out. And honestly, I I know that some people feel they're doing well on it. It's not what it used to be. And we're having a hard time seeing anybody get optimal on it without problems. The second one was IRFA. That's Canadian version. After the 2009 uh, change, uh, the FDA allowed us to order IRFA from Canada. It was great. And then... In 2014, it changed. How do I know? Because everybody that had been doing wonderful on it reported a return of their hypothyroidism. It's not been the same. And and, and how's that? What is?
1: The, can you can you explain what are the mechanisms behind that? That you think like why was it once good? Now it's not bad. What happened? We don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't okay. know.
2: All right. And, and and so that happened to NatureThroid when it came back in 2018 after a year-long hiatus. It changed miserably. It is still not great. And now it's happened to NP thyroid um, by Acella. And that's probably, I think Nature Throid and Acella are the worst changed ones. I mean, it was, it is horrible what happened to people. Yeah. What, I've heard horror stories from changing? rashes to
1: insomnia to rapid heart
2: rates oh, to, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and really, NP and Nature Throid are kind of equal, but NP is most recent. I mean, we are seeing people who have been optimal on NP thyroid for several years now, suddenly they pick up their next prescription. Yes, physically they notice the tablet is thicker. They notice there's little specks in it and they notice it smells like cat piss. Now, but here's the big part. Those are just visual tactile smelling changes. The worst part of it is people started saying, oh, my God, my hypothyroidism has returned. We've had people say they have burning down their throat, burning down their stomach, feeling like having allergic reactions. Not everybody. It's very individual. Mm-hmm. Having allergic reactions, having flu-like symptoms, it is bad. So, we, so, so let me tell you this. What changed? We don't know. We do not know. Part of the problem is pharmaceuticals are secretive. And I think another part. I mean, maybe it's because of liability. You know, I've I've asked somebody, Excel, uh, is this a liability? They ignored my question. So maybe it's a liability. <laughs> they like, oh my God, that, that says a lot. huh? <laughs> I'm
1: like, sorry, that says a lot, right? Yeah, they, they just stay well, silent. Well, they don't want to admit yeah. it. Yeah.
2: No. And and the proof is in the pudding. Um, we who've been on these have seen them all change. They're not what they used to be. Now you you well. I'm open-minded, and there's always going to be an exception to every rule, but we got to explore it because there's not – with NP, I, I do have one person who's, who said he's doing great, but we got to explore that because what looks like the vast majority are not. So we don't know what's happened. We know they're not telling us everything, it appears. They're not answering our questions. And the, and finally, all the, the pharmaceuticals so far haven't cared. They haven't gone back to try to bring it back to its glory. Mm. Can they not bring it back? Maybe. Have they tried? Maybe. But none of them are what they used to be. And no
1: one's giving us any information. What, nope. As far as NDT goes then, uh, like I guess even globally, if, if there's an answer there, what's the best choice for people in the States uh, for NDT right now? Or is that answer not
2: really any of them? Um, I understand we're in a process. And I'm guessing with the rest of you, but I think personally based on what I've heard, because I'm an observer and a listener, that's what I am, based on what I've heard, based on what I've listened to, I personally cannot recommend going on NDT. Oh, my God, Janie, the NDT advocate. I I can't.
1: Okay. I Um, want to stop and say that that's kind of astounding right there for people listening who know you. They're also shocked to hear you say that. Uh, because again, your book and your story as mentioned previously on the show is NDT saved your life. Uh, and, and did so for all of these years. And now it's, uh, becoming a letdown by the pharmaceutical company and whatever they're doing because something was right about it for that long. And as we know, From the 1800s, (laughs) I mean, so, you know, there's a longer history even behind that. And so now is the options, what, T4, T3, meaning synthroid cytomel or T4, T3 compounded?
2: Yeah, I, I, I made a list of five options. I don't remember if it was five or six. Now, these are not in any order. If you have failed on desiccated thyroid and are disgusted with the pharmaceuticals, your options are like this, not in any order. Number one, T4, T3. That is very doable if you get optimal. So you know what to switch to because one grain of NDT, and I'm talking more about Acela here. Nature thought it was a little different, but it's close enough, is equal to 38 micrograms of T4 and 9 micrograms of T3. Yep. So if you were optimal on three grains, you multiply those times three. And that's what you can try. Of course, you got to watch your labs and see if you have to tweak Number two, again, not in any order, we do still have natural thyroid supplements. Now, the one that's been around a long time, for example, is Thyrogold. Um, and a newer one is thyrovans. Um, They've had slight little problems along the way, but we hope that they've corrected that. Um, It comes from cows in New Zealand. We don't recommend the Argentina cows because it hasn't worked as well based on patient experiences. And they can work, but again, it's going to be hard to figure out your right amount. So just start on something, build up, tweak your, do your labs, free T3 and free T4. Watch your RT3. And and see if you can get optimal on those. I also say you could, if you're having a hard time, you could add T3 to the natural thyroid supplements. All right? A third option is T3 only. It works. That's the active hormone. You just, um, yeah, I'm talking uh, to you right now on people, it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, it varies. There's a lot of people. Not a lot. There are some people that can take it all at once. There are a lot of people that can't. So you're just going to figure that out. I would personally start out multi-dosing yes. um, and approximately three times a day because it runs out quick.
1: And that's um, how multi-dose. I do it. Yeah. And at yeah. one point, though, Morning, I did noon, have to do it five. Yeah, one time yeah. I had to do it five, and I will say to this, you know, again, it's changed over time. Because when you're an inflamed reverse T3 hypothyroid mess with all of the things that <laughs> venture into your life because of it, then once you get on T3 and things start to correct, I became a little bit more efficient over time. And, you know, we've talked about this before, where I need less now than I did then. That doesn't happen as much with NDT per se, uh, although there I know there are seasonal adjustments that patients definitely – Feel are worthwhile a little bit less in summer, a little bit more in winter. I've 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 felt that from people, but for me personally, you know, three times a day is optimal, and I've tried to. Uh, but for me. When you're doing direct T3 especially, three times a day is ideal. What I have learned, though, is that my third dose can be later than the first two, you know, or than the second one. Um, uh-huh. I, and you notice these nuances over time, and it's very interesting. But, yeah, usually you usually have to multi-dose where, and I guess we should say to people, NDT, a lot of people that are optimized uh, multidose. But I know people, if they're only optimal doses, two grains, they might take that in the morning, and that's good for them. Um, I'm assuming you still do twice a day?
2: I do. I've been in the habit of doing it. And for me, I can only speak for me because we're different. I can't do it all at once yet. Um, and I've been on it for 17 years because I run out and I get tired. Now, there are people that are trying it all at once in the middle of the night or they're trying it all at once at bedtime. I will eventually try. But I want to say something about you because you said you may have lowered, been able to lower your T3 a little bit. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> Dr. John C. Lowe explained that. Um, Dr. John C. Lowe, who is now deceased. And he took his all at night,
1: right? He took like all of his T3 at night, I think. Yeah. Uh
2: And he explained that the reason he could get away with it is it was his belief that the T3 gets stored in the tissues and that it naturally releases from the tissues. So, if that's true, and I like that idea, I would think that if you're starting out on T3 only, I wouldn't do it all at once. I would give your body time to let it store in the tissues because yeah. you've been on it long enough. And then if you want to try it all at once, you can. But everybody's got to be careful. Everybody's got to watch because for some people taking T3 all at once stressed their adrenals because it raises so high the free T3 two hours later. So everybody's individual. Try what you think will work for you. Watch your freeze. Watch your symptoms.
1: Yeah, I have uh, been on too much T3 at one point and it is very, very uncomfortable. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, and like like we've We always say it's really not too hot, not too cold, right? You know, you've got to find the right, you know, optimal balance. Um, Both are very uncomfortable, and hyperthyroidism is clearly even... 10 times more dangerous sometimes more immediately uh, so yeah be, you got to be really careful with that also too it's amazing to me this is happening because T3 only even the doctors that are coming around to understand it or being open to prescribing it what I've noticed is that they're so half assed effed up about the way that they do it that they'll uh-huh. take a patient who's like only been on maybe like 30 milligrams of armor and let's say that's it and then they go to T3 or something because of a, a, an issue that needs it and the doctor all of a sudden is like here take 25 25- micrograms twice a day. Like you're going to blast out a person with 50 micrograms coming from nothing. I mean, it's just kind of a dumb way to do it and it it backfires and then it makes the person think none of this works. And that's also what happens when you don't up in a timely manner, right? Because again, you mm-hmm. you start to slip maybe back into a hypo. I remember when I was on NDT and I did get optimized at one point, but on the way up, um, and I remember you or, or someone in your group at the time alerting me to this because I had a couple hypo symptoms that came up that I never had before, but that I knew were hypo symptoms from the group. And I was like, well, this is weird. I didn't have this before when I was a mess. And they were like, listen, sometimes this can go in waves as you're on your way up and you've got to do it in a timely manner because you might get a drop back and feel even worse right. or have something pop in. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Well, I'm not sure what you want me to talk about, how, how it goes in waves.
1: Well, I One guess more? I guess about why that is because we talked about the importance of going to the doctors, but it's like when you know you're introducing exogenous hormones and it's starting to shut things down, and it's important to up in a timely manner, or you're going to end up being huh. like hypo for six months or what you know what I mean?
2: Well, that that is the feedback loop that you wisely brought up that I didn't. You know that understand that. Let's talk about people with thyroids. Um, most, A lot of us who still have a thyroid are still releasing some T4, T3. Um, that's because of the feedback back loop, the messaging from the hypothalamus in your brain to the little pituitary in your brain and then to your thyroid. There might still be something being released, but you can't undo that your hypothyroid is not enough. So you get on thyroid meds, especially with T3 containing. Well, guess what happens? You are suppressing your own little release. And in the early years, people thought that was so horrible. You're suppressing your own release of T3. Well, what choice do you have? You've got to get on thyroid meds to get out of your mess. Nothing's going to undo what's going on, the low amount that you're releasing for whatever reason. So we have to raise until we are finding a replacement dose, in other words, if you stay low, suppressing more than replacing. So we have to raise to find our replacement dose. Otherwise, the hypothyroid does come back. It's just individual when and how.
1: Thank you. Yes, that's exactly exactly what I was uh, looking to clarify. It's, it's so interesting, and I often find myself having to explain that to people because they're not understanding why the time frame is important um, to get to that right dose. You have, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about all the ways that you help people. Um, first of all, 2019 updated version of Stop the Thyroid Madness. I, this is the definitive book, really, and I recommend it to everyone. Tell us about it.
2: Well, understand that the last, stop the Th- it's called Stop the Thyroid Madness, A Patient Revolution Against Decades of Inferior Treatment. I couldn't have said it more purposely like that. Um, The last edition, we'll call it, came out in 2011, and I did some updates in early 2012, but basically it's 2011. Well, from 2011 till now, there's been lots of changes. Not a lot. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. There's been some changes. Like in 2011, I mentioned isocort, which is a plant-based cortisol that worked. What's gone? Um, And we also kind of, tweaked some of our knowledge since then. So I knew it was time to update that book. So when the, it's called the updated revision Stop the Thyroid Madness book, it's got kind of a bluish background with a woman with black hair and both her fists up. I picked that purposely. It represents your power. Now, it looks the same. You're going to go in there. You're going to see the same chapters. Um, a lot of them will start out the same, but they're not the same because I just pit, you know went through, you know, word by word by sentence. Oh, got to change that. Oh, got to update that. Oh, got to add this. Like in this new book, I, I add a lot. You got to be optimal. I didn't have it enough in there before. You got to be optimal. I ha- And then the chapters that I updated the most were five. And six, because back then most of us were trying hydrocortisone. Now we've gained a lot of information on how to use ACE, so I put that in there. So and so, there's there's maybe maybe two chapters that are not big, you know, big updated, but most of the other ones are. So it's very important, and I the adrenal chapters are very important now if you have an adrenal problem.
1: Excellent. Let's get into a little discussion about um, female hormones. And, and thyroid hormones, because there's a little bit of a difference, and you've had personal experience. And I know you run an over sixty or over sixty-five group on this. Uh, let's talk about you know the female changes in the body over time and how thyroid is, uh, thyroid hormones and dosing is related.
2: Well, that's another uh, the, the gray areas. I have a page on STEM called the gray areas of patient experiences, meaning that what is true for one may not always be true for another. And when it came to sex hormones. When women had hypothyroid, there was a certain percentage that also had problems with their sex hormones and an example, they couldn't get pregnant um Then there was people like me, I was very hypothyroid for twenty years, and I gave birth to three babies you know so it it, it does mess up it can um being hypothyroid or being underdosed because you're not watching your freeze in certain body of women can mess up your sex hormones. I'm not sure yet if that is also what causes some men to get low testosterone because men respond differently to a poor treatment, you know, but it, it can.
1: In my experience, it is with the men. And so for the men listening out there, if you have low testosterone and you're exhausted and all of that, and the doctor's like, oh, hey, we'll just give you testosterone, you got to check the thyroid because I have really seen it turn around once you correct the thyroid. And Uh it did happen to me, actually. I mean, that is my story. I I kept bleeding and bleeding at the age of 30, put on four birth control pills, like what the hell, thought I had a hormonal problem. Okay, finally realized, got tested appropriately without this TSH business, Um, and I had to get a fibroid and polyp removed from my uterus and I was misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So, so many so many women manifest symptoms gynecologically like you said infertility or even miscarriages i had a friend who had two miscarriages because all her endocrinologist did was test her tsh and t4 for 10 years and never even tested her for hashimotos and she went okay. through two miscarriages uh for all of that so it affects it negatively how does it affect it in terms of what you've learned through patients about when you're you know, you're going through and or past menopause in terms of dosing. Like if you're on thyroid hormone replacement, T4, T3 combo, or even T3 only, what have, what have you noticed?
2: Well, I'll tell you even my experience because it, it has happened to other women. women. I was optimal close to four grain. At first, I was optimal on three and three-fourths for several years. Then I moved up to four because my estrogen was going up. I was getting estrogen dominance and estrogen can bind some, not all of those thyroid hormones. So I went up to four and I was optimal for several years. Well, when I finally went through menopause and when my estrogen finally fell, four was too much. So I moved now. I'm now on three and a half. Now, could I go up to three and three fourths? Maybe I will experiment that, you know, but it's so much easier to be on three and a half because of the size of the pills, but I will experiment and see if I need to go up. But I did find for me, um, because my estrogen fell, I didn't need quite as much of desiccated thyroid.
1: Okay, so that's something to look out for, or be mindful of if you're in that arena of life. Uh, aside from stopthyradmadness.com, you're active on Facebook. Do you still do private coaching?
2: Yeah, you know, I do. I mean, I have to make a living like anybody else. You know, I you know, in the first six years, I did this, I I didn't get any money from it. I just did it because I was so mad at what happened to me and I knew I felt called Together information. Well, I spend so much time doing this and I'm not, don't have a gold spoon in my mouth. I've got to make a living. And that is one way I make my living. But the cool thing about making my living doing coaching calls is that those coaching calls change lives. I, I think it's because it's live. I mean, I can hear what you're saying. I can say, ooh, let's talk about that. I can tell you, here's what patients have done and you hear it in a different way than you do on, let's say in a group. Uh, it's been wonderful. I, I feel really glad that the way I make a living changes lives. So, yeah, I def- definitely still do coaching calls. If you want to explore it, just go to STEM, com forward slash coaching dash call. And and that's you can read all about it. And then you click to fill out a form and decide if you want to do it.
1: OK, you are I am. Your biggest success, story. <laughs> like, Yay! like no, I mean, really, I mean, so if you guys listening, Janie was the person that coached me into helping me even understand this to go further, and then to pay it forward later to be able to write the book I did is really all because of what Janie and honestly the fellow moderators on that group back in two thousand five, uh, the lovely women, I don't even remember some of their names, but my gosh, sometimes they, you guys were the only people that. That understood the pain and suffering I was going through it was other patients and I just am so grateful for you for that and again then years later when I was like something is wrong and I figured out it might be thyroid you were the first person I called to coach with so Janie is just probably the the, <laughs> the best coach in the entire world for thyroid even though I am one myself I still have to say that because it's true and I really if you're suffering and you don't have all the answers uh, Janie is the perfect person for that. And again, thank you so much for putting out so much free, amazing information. Your website is the definitive site for thyroid health. It just is. And so, you know, listen, if you're out there and you're broke because you've been to 100 doctors, go to the website. You will learn so much for free. And then visit Facebook and we'll put all the links in the show notes so that you can connect with all of this, you know, 17, 20 years of Janie speaking with thousands of patients all over the world. It's just an amazing... Amazing breadth of knowledge. Um, tell us, what would you like to leave our audience with on this topic, or is there anything we, we need to really put out there?
2: Yeah, I would just like to underscore what you and I were talking about towards the beginning. You're not going to get well if you don't get informed, mm-hmm. because we're so far ahead of doctors. So that's why I, I have those books Um, I have the updated revision. I now have a Hashimoto's patient-to-patient book. It's also got information, but it's got patient-to-patient information. Get them. You know, if you can read, get them. Highlight them. Get it in your head. Oh, here's what patients are doing. Why? Because you're going to have to train a doctor. And if you can't train a doctor, you're going to have to find another one. That's the way you're going to get well is because you are informed. And
1: honestly, that's the best message uh, that we can give to anyone suffering from anything. If you've been diagnosed, become your own expert. It's really important. Both Janie and I had to do it on our own. Uh, then she, obviously, many years before me, uh, paid it forward to everybody, including myself. And now I'm on that train as well. And it's it's that. So if you've learned it, too, and you meet people with hypothyroidism, because you will, because it's a damn epidemic, uh, steer them in mm-hmm. the right direction. Yeah. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And again, Personally, Janie, I wouldn't even be well. I'd probably be dead by now if it had not been for finding your group and you. And then again, the second time around, I mean, I was in such a lonely place with that reverse T3 problem. It was so devastating because it was almost like at the time, even less. I mean, nobody knew, you know, I was on my own again. And to be able to call you and reach out. And I mean, I remember bawling my eyes out to you uh, on the phone, just this this bloated hypothyroid mess. And, uh, uh, oh, I just—I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for everything that you do for
2: us. I'm so glad.
1: All right, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, great. Have a great day, and everyone, I'll see you next week.
0: Hi, Brad Kearns here with something different than a stiff commercial script message, I want to give you an authentic endorsement for one of my favorite supplements of all time. It's called Adaptogenic Calm. used to be called Primal Calm. And the key ingredient in this formula is called Phosphatidylserine, or PS. And this agent has been shown in hundreds of studies to blunt the catabolic effects of the stress hormone cortisol in the bloodstream that's released in response to all forms of life stress. Whether it's a series of difficult workouts, extensive jet travel, personal stress of any kind, we're constantly triggering the fight or flight mode in modern life. in those heavy training cycles when you're really pushing your body and trying so hard not to fall into that over-training, over-stress, foggy brain function spiral downward. That's right, phosphatidylserine has also been shown to enhance cognitive function. It's commonly used in Europe on cognitive decline patients, and you can make